All right. Um, Ole Miss was a 48-34 winner over Auburn. I am working to get Bill Flowers on the show um, at the moment. Um, give me just a second on that. i got to send the email out to him because apparently he didn't get it. He might went to his um, spam, but let me do that real quick. I know this is terrific pod. Sorry about that. Um, but we're going to get that to him. He can log on, and we will um, continue. All right. Ole Miss, a 48-34 winner over the Auburn Tigers. It's I know some people are going to say, hey, we need to, you know, fire everybody, burn it down, let's all start over. The defense is terrible. I understand that. I get that. But much like all Arkansas last year, I think this was that game. Okay? I think this was that game. Um, Ole Miss offensively ran for 448 yards. Um, was able to um, have three runners over – Three runners over 100 yards on the day. And that included Quinshawn Judkins, who ran for 139 and two touchdowns. Zach Evans had 136 on a TD. Jackson Dart averaged um, at it 115. Um, did not have a touchdown. Had to have three touchdown passes. He only threw for 130 yards um, uh, um, as well. All right. Bill Flowers is coming in. Let me um, get the shot ready and good to go for him. And we will bring him in as well. Um, see how this is going with Bill. Bill's a little bit loud in the background, but um, we'll see exactly how it goes. Anyway, yeah, Bill, you're I'm, on the air. I'm Can you hear a, me? I'm at a restaurant. With my... Yeah, sorry, but, sorry for the uh, loud noise. I'm at a restaurant with my daughter. Uh, okay. I some food after the game. Yeah, yeah, we won't hold you that long um, this time. What did you think about the ball game? I was really disappointed. Uh, you heard me last week. Why are you running backs in your quarterback? Hey, hey, Bill, your internet connection is kind of going in and out. Um, wh while you work on that, I will go back to the one shot and start talking. But um, maybe you need to try and re reconnect again or see if they have Wi-Fi at the restaurant. Okay. All right, hold on. All right, anyway, while Bill is doing that, I will continue to tell us what was going on. The passing game was kind of low-key. Ole Miss ran the ball. It was obvious they knew they wanted to run the ball. Penn State ran for 270 against these guys. Georgia ran for 290. It was obvious that they felt like it could be a weapon for the Ole Miss team. And they were able to do that. And the dam, you just kept waiting for it to break. And once it did... Um, you were able to um, you were able to see exactly what this team could do offensively. Um, Dart did his job, yes. Um, Blake Bennett says Dart do his throw overthrew Mingo. Yeah, that they did before they kicked that field goal. And the play before that was a risky pass, but it was high. Other than that, Dart did his job. And the interception was a deflected ball bouncing off the ground. That's what Blake Bennett set up in the chat. 
The chat is going. Robert DeMarie said, great job by rushing game and Dart as a quarterback today. Um, let's see if Bill Flowers is back up and running. His signal looks a little bit better, so let's check that out real quick. All right. So how you doing, Bill? I'm doing good, man. Uh, again, thanks for having me. Um, yeah. You asked me what was my take on the game. My take was that offensively I was really disappointed with our receivers and our, our, our play call. I don't think it's the play call. I don't think it's the receiver's fault. I don't think, the, I don't think our offense is calling plays for the receivers to be able to do what they're designed to do. You've heard me last week really talk about my disappointment and them not being able to uh, run regular routes. Uh, everything is, is designed to be fake and, and just kind of long, long uh, played out uh, routes. So these, there's, there's nothing to be able to do your, your three step, get the ball out of, out of your hand quick. Uh, every time we did something like that, it prolonged the, the drives. That was my biggest takeaway was that our passing game is really disappointing. And it's the play calling. Jackson Dart's not given the ability to do – it's not giving the chance to do what he needs to do. Defensively, obviously, just the, the tackling was, was just atrocious. Um, and those are the two things. You tackle better you, defensively, you do fine. Offensively, if you're able to establish a pass through getting, you know, three and four-step drops and getting the ball out of your hand, we're going to do great. But we don't do that. And – I just I don't, I don't have an answer for it. Yeah, one thing that was interesting to me. Now, Ole Miss scored 48 points, so the offense wasn't, you know, deficient or anything like that. But that donut-sized hole around the middle of the field with Trigg being out, it appeared again. It reared his head again. And I, I don't know if that was intentional this week or um, because they were counting on the run game or that was a deficiency. I, I do not know. And, uh, so, so last week, you you know you heard me just really hype on why can't they run a regular you know route tree? This is a prime example. I, I, our offense was disappointing. I don't care how many points we put up on it. Uh, Auburn is not a good team. Offensively, we did not be able. We were not able to establish the pass. Uh, the, our receivers couldn't get off the line. They, they don't run. They don't run regular routes. They don't, they don't prolong drives consistently. You will not, Ole Miss will not win against Alabama if we cannot establish a pass to be able to get, you know, three-step, four-step drops and run regular curls, hitches, uh, dig routes, being able to run a real offense, not gimmicky stuff. Our, our, our run game is great. Uh, obviously, when you're – when you're Jackson Darts running the ball, it only, you know it magnifies our run game. He has to be involved in it. But you cannot just say we're one-dimensional run team, and that's what we were today. Yeah, and I hear what you're saying, but you know when Ole Miss scores 48 points in a day, it's hard for me to hammer too hard on the offense and the play calling. The defense, to me, it was surprising to me that they – chose to not blitz a quarterback that has struggled against the blitz. And whenever he was rattled and forced to think quickly, he was supposed to do that. But they didn't do that and allowed him to get some confidence. That was upsetting to me. This was almost – I almost view this like the Arkansas game last year. 
Well, I will agree. So the first half, the first, the first half, we played just like we said that they were going to have to play. Stack the box, pin your ears back, and say we are going to live and die by being aggressive. They were able to to play that and get get the disruption they needed in the first half. But the first half, they also made their tackles. The second half, there were a lot of missed tackles in the backfield that we wouldn't be having this discussion if they if they would have made those initial tackles. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not putting so much on the on the defensive play calls. I felt like they did a pretty good job. We had so many missed tackles that it just looks like we had bad play calling. Um, I think tackling was just ferocious. Now, um, f- before I let you have um, dinner with your daughter and everything, talk about some concepts moving forward into LSU that you want to see from the offense. Well, you want to see you, – you, if people listening are trying to understand when I say a route tree, if you're taught – when people say, like, Matt Corral was not ready for the NFL, it's because the offense he's in. He's not being asked – to take three-step drops, four-step drops, uh, timing timing uh, routes, read offenses, read the defenses. When you do that, when you do a three-step drop and, and know where you're where you're going to hit the holes and get the ball out of your hand, that's when you're going to prolong drives. That's how you're going to win. That's what Alabama does. From a combination standpoint, what I want to see for LSU, I want to see us to be able to run. Uh, just regular route combos of, you know, comebacks, curls, find the holes. You know, I want to see Jackson Dart take the ball from a pistol position, two steps, three step drop, and get the ball out of his hand and run real routes. Uh, that I want us to see the receivers being given the opportunity to run a to run a uh, a dig route where you're driving up 10 yards, 10, 15 yards, and doing uh, – you're, you're breaking in. Having uh, I mean, just a simple smash route where you're doing a hitch from the outside and a corner from the uh, inside. We, we don't do anything like that. It's all – it's such a it's, – it's so foreign to me. Uh, and it's foreign when you're looking at, like, Alabama. They run your normal – Route trees, combinations, posts, digs, uh, you know, running your uh, a, a, a takeoff on the outside and a, and a, a 12, 15 yard out route on the inside, uh, putting the putting your your corners and safeties and linebackers in position to, to, to pull them outside. Um, uh, I like the one time that we threw the ball on a three uh, three step drop uh, to uh, uh, to Kelly. It was a, a, you know, it worked great. It was a little five yard out. Uh, he read, he read that it was, uh, it was zone, um, settle down, and we hit. I mean, and it prolonged the drive. It's those little things, Stephen, that that just baffles me that we cannot do. And and you, we will not, we will not win big games if we cannot do that. Um, and putting all the pressure on our defense and our run game, you're going to have to utilize what you've got. Okay, Bill, before I let you go, what's something that you want to see before LSU and LSU next week? I mean, I want us to see – I want us to see the – I mean, I think it has to be addressed. Why are we not throwing in the middle field? Why are we not throwing 
down. I mean, our receivers were non-existent today. So I want us. I want to see. I would rather us lose a game and give Jackson Dart the opportunity to lose games for you. Uh, let let him let him loose. I mean, do, maybe they're just absolutely not in the in the uh, in the cards for him to have free reign. Not free reign, but let him loose to really start taking the reins and. We want to see the, the, the pass game. So for me, it's having having much more of the receivers involved in the middle of the field, posts, digs. Um, that's what I feel like offensively we're missing. That is where we have to, to take advantage of. We saw today that we had a couple of posts that were just overthrown that we didn't connect on. But you don't have. You can do skinny posts. You can do skinny posts from the inside. You can do. I mean, we have. It's so attacking the middle of the field, attacking with the receivers, and letting Jackson Dart mature enough where you're saying we're going to let you give you the opportunity to win the game. And if you lose it, you lose it. But you have such a good running game that we feel like that you know that's going to take care of itself. So offensively, that's what I want to see. That's, that's what I feel like we have to do. Defensively, just making our tackles. I think that this week they have to just get those guys and, and have them understand that y'all played well schematically, but y'all just did not make the tackles that you needed to do. Sure that up. If they can do that, if they can get the receivers involved uh, and get the middle of the field uh, going, and they can make their sure they can make their tackles that they missed. They're going to go as far as they as they can, but if we, if we do not do that, they will not. All right, Bill. Thank you very much, man, and we'll see you next week, bud. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. All right, all right, all right. Bill Flowers, former Ole Miss Rebel wide receiver. Um, I'm going to do something a little bit different on the show this week. Instead of all the show with Bill, I'm going to spend some time focusing on the chat now. The defense, I do say that the defense looked similarly to the way the Arkansas game went yesterday. Kentucky has tried to play murder ball on Ole Miss. Didn't work. Vanderbilt tried to play murder ball on Ole Miss. Didn't work. Auburn tried to play murder ball, and Tank Bigsby is one of the best running backs in the country. He's just severely underused by Auburn at the moment. They were able to work it. They ran for over 300 yards. They have some issues on that side of the ball. Here's the good news. There's really only one other team on Ole Miss's schedule that you have to worry about murder ball that can actually perform at a high level and pull it off. And that is against Arkansas. And you take the Hogs and what they're doing, they, they can absolutely do that. They have some deficiencies defensively as well. So I don't know if you can look at what's going on as necessarily a negative or anything that is a precursor to anything that is down the road. I understand that people want to play transitive property, and the last bullet point you see, you want to stretch it out to infinity, and that's what the team is going to be. But it just doesn't work that. The team next week against LSU could be extremely up, um, and the team could be extremely down after that. Who knows exactly how it would go up and down. The defense did not play well. I think they will – would tell you that they did not play well. 
They gave away too many explosives in the run game. That that was actually the problem in this game. It wasn't that Auburn was some kind of an offensive juggernaut. It was the explosive runs. Like Tank Bigsby had two two or three 40-yard runs in this game. Jarquez Hunter had a big run in this game. And if you look at it, that was 150 to 170 yards of their offense. And almost every one of those put them into a position to score a touchdown. Anyway, Ronald Mathis says, Kelly is nowhere near the tight end trig is. Yeah, that might be the case. I do think 20 personnel is coming. I, I do think that is coming. Um, Ronald Mathis also said it was hard to throw in the middle of the field with um, trig out. That is absolutely the case. And Hunter Beasley says he might not need the middle of the field um, and is saving it for Bama. Th- that is a possibility as well. Um, I-, I actually don't have a problem. Um, with the play calling, green, st- green stripe, something I can't see the last name because of the time code. Uh, Ole Miss had a dominant running team, and it it was working. Ole Miss ran for 448 yards this week. Three runners gained 100 yards. It What they were doing was working. Um, defensively, you look at it, everybody's going to say, Auburn ran for this because of this. Auburn did this because of this. And that, that, I think it was tackling that was the issue. Now, we stopped blitzing Robbie Ashford. And I, that is my thing. If, if you want Steve to be uber negative about something, if you need that, it was they stopped blitzing a guy that makes bad decisions when he's blitzed. That I don't understand. That allowed this kid to get some confidence and become an almost competent quarterback at the end of the second quarter and into the third quarter. Make him throw the ball downfield. Stack the box if you have to do it. If you have to put nine people in the box and say, hey, we're not going to let Tank Bixby run the ball. Do that. Let Robbie Ashford complete passes against zero coverage downfield. Let him prove that he can do that. That was my complaint from this game. And something that, you know, Worries me? Not really. Not really. Because as Will says, bottom line is Ole Miss is 7-0. They win, even. LSU, the last time Ole Miss was 7-0, and I mean the last time they were really 7-0, not this back to 1963 bullcrap that you keep seeing. 2014 when they were 7-0 and they went down and played a game in Tiger Stadium, LSU won that game. That was that 10-7. That is a big deal. So... I, th- I think it is interesting to see what is going to happen. The progression is going to be what it is. I do agree with the people in the chat. Lane's offense, while it is not a traditional 1995-style NFL offense, it is very effective on the college level, period. And there's stuff that is going to be called that is going to be different than what would be called at the NFL level. And the reason we do things different, and the reason we do things the way they do things, is because it works. It's hard for people to see what's going on. There are certain things that they are prepared for in route combinations and things like that. We do things slightly different. So I do agree with the chat on the offensive play play calling. Um, also, Dayton Wade, um, the truth, JGW said Dayton Wade has shown that he should get more targets. Yes, I think he is the fourth wide receiver at the moment. 
Um, so before we go any further, we're going to do um, here from Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. It's the easiest place to spice up your college football season. Emphasis on easy. Okay, this is what you do. Go to the Underdog website, right? Pick two to five players that you determine they're going to finish higher or lower than their statistics. For instance, you know, Tyler Van Dyke at Miami would be higher than 240 and a half passing yards, or Will Mallory will be higher than 55 and a half rushing yards or receiving yards. That would be an example of what it was. So pick two to five players, right? It's available in over 30 states. Go to the website and sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Deposit $100, get $100 free. So go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app at the App Store or the Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Locked On. Get in the college football pick'em action today. All right. Thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and participate in the conversation by hitting the chat up, hitting the comment section up, and upvoting the video itself. It'll be appreciated. Monday on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast, we're going to do our three takeaways from this game. Um, It's interesting. It's a weird game. Offensively, they were kind of what you wanted to see. They probably ran the ball in this game 80% of the time. That was the spread, like 80% to 20%, maybe even higher than that. And the reason they did that is because it worked. Um, So anyway, yeah, Tank Bigsby, over 170 yards. He he is one of the best running backs in the country. They misused him all year but he is one of the best running backs in the country. He's, he's a good back, a really good back. Jarquez Hunter is a good back as well. They have problems on the offensive line, and they have problems at quarterback. That is Auburn's issue. Their defense is actually pretty good too. Um, they have a good front. Um, Colby Wooten, um, Derek Hall, those guys, good players. They have some struggles at linebacker. I talked all last week how linebacker was the biggest question mark that they had um, coming into this game, and their secondary is pretty good. I think they were kind of scared to turn Jackson Dart loose on that secondary a little bit, but it all worked out. Ole Miss won the game. Auburn never had the ball with a chance to tie the game in the second half. Remember that. Auburn never had the ball where they could go down and tie the game in the second half. As crazy as it was, as anxious as people felt, Ole Miss was in control of that game. It, w- it was essentially a two-score game most of the game. Now, there might have been an anxiety whenever before the onside kick was taken, although, which, by the way, Jonathan Cruz, one of the best transfer players that Lane Kiffin has had, <clears throat> period. Out of all the people that transferred into Ole Miss this year, Jonathan Cruz and his cruise missiles, right there. Him shoring up the kickoff position, the field goal position, all of this stuff all at once, Absolutely fantastic. But Ole Miss is 7-0. Um, our def- Michael, our defense was awful today. Awful. Our run fits were just so discouraging. So discouraging. But it's like I said earlier in the show, this reminds me of that Arkansas game 
um, last year. Um, he asked if I have an update on our two DNs that got hurt. Um, Cedric Johnson, they said, was out. Um, but we will see how it goes. I mean, it, it's normal. We are into basically for the next two weeks at LSU and at College Station against Texas A&M. We are in survival mode. We are trying to get to Alabama 9-0. and It doesn't matter what the spread is. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what happens. If Ole Miss wins all of those games, both of those games, 3-2, to that is a win. That is absolute win. Um... But, yes, Michael Specs, it, 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 it was a rough game tackling. There's only, like I said earlier, there's only one other team that can play Ole Miss the way that Auburn game planned offensively against Ole Miss. Arkansas is the only other team on the schedule that can do that. Devin A. Chain is a great running back. He can't do it. Jameer Gibbs, great running back, can't do it. Um. Running back at Mississippi State, they they don't have that guy. But K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders is probably somebody that can replicate this. Um, Weiss is young. He's learning. Partridge is brilliant. Um, Shane will lose him soon. Kiffin is a different dude. Rewatch the film. Auburn was never in the game. Cruz is a keeper. Absolutely right, Will. Um, I bring Bill on here because Bill is hard on what Ole Miss is doing. And I think we need to hear that perspective. I don't think it's negativity for the sake of negativity. It is that perfection attitude for somebody that played on a really high-level Ole Miss offense, okay? So when people say he's always negative, he's always doing this, he's just holding Ole Miss at a very, very high standard, and he wants Ole Miss to beat Alabama. That's the game that he is focused on, um, and – We'll see exactly how that goes. But that Alabama game is going to be the game that is on his mind. John Baker says, I'm really concerned about our secondary. It looks like after the front line is broken, the secondary doesn't tackle. I think there's a couple of things. Like DeAndre Prince on fourth and seven at the very end of the game when Auburn's trying to desperately get back into it after the weather delay. Does not wrap up, just drops his shoulder. Um, and Robbie Ashford is that basically able to um, get the first down by about six inches. Those eventually, to me, will be winning plays. Eventually. Nobody has been on the schedule that can necessarily beat Ole Miss without those plays. But against Alabama, that will be a winning-type play. And, I mean... It, it's going to be tough, and everybody's going to get ahead because I'm talking consistently about Alabama from here forward because I realize that LSU will be a fight. I realize that whenever we have an elite team, look at the record books. This goes back to the 50s with Johnny Vaught, um, the perfect, um, going back in the early 60s, late 50s, 2014 when we were 7-0 and going down there. LSU plays elite Ole Miss teams very well. They just always have. Against in 2014, LSU had no business winning that game. They won it 10 to 7. In 1959, Billy Cannon. I think they tied 1960. When an elite Ole Miss team plays LSU in Tiger Stadium, it's a problem. And it has been throughout all of Ole Miss's history. This isn't something that's new. So 
go ahead and get your mind right about this game. This game is going to be a war and it's going to be a throwback game because there's nothing that LSU hates more than a really good Ole Miss team. They love more than anything else. They tried ever since probably the last 60 years to get LSU a rival, somebody they can play. They're going to play for a trophy. They're going to do all that. LSU cares about beating one thing, and that is Ole Miss when they're good. When LSU is good and Ole Miss isn't, they can just brush it off. But when Ole Miss is good, this game gets special. This game gets really special. You look back to 2014 after they won that game. LSU rushed the field after beating us. This will be a different level of game than anybody on Ole, Miss roster, Ole Miss's roster has played. Period. This game right now is everything. So while it takes everything I can not to look ahead to Alabama, because that game is out there. And if you could in the chat put the score of the Alabama-Tennessee game in because I'm, I'm, I'm watching the live feed of this to make sure that I can see the chat and stuff like that. So if you see the score of that game, let me know. But last I saw, Tennessee was having trouble with a really similar offense that Ole Miss plays. And there's certain aspects that Lane Kiffin likes to do that gives Alabama problems. You're going to see, I think, a, an emphasis on the screen game. Thank you, Robert. Um, it's 28-20 Tennessee. Um, you're going to see an interesting situation um, down in Tiger Stadium. I I, I just don't care um, what people might think is going on. I don't LSU, whenever an elite Ole Miss team comes into town, they're going to be fired up. LSU is going to start drinking probably sometime around Wednesday. Ronald, you're absolutely right. He says, take today's team to Death Valley next weekend and we get an L. D looked very bad today. Gap integrity sucked. Couldn't get off the hit, um, block, um, blocks, missed tackles. But the good thing is, you don't have to play them with this team. You can make corrections. And I am certain they're going to attack this week because let's let's be real for a second. I know everybody sees the logo on Auburn's helmet, but the reality is they haven't been very good, and the film shows they haven't been very good. So I'm not expecting a team to get up the way a good Auburn team would cause Ole Miss to get up, and Ole Miss could play this way against a good Auburn team. So... I view this kind of similarly than I do the Vanderbilt game last week. You, you can shame me if you want to. You can say whatever you want to say, but I went on radio stations all week. And if Ole Miss would have lost that game, I would have had a heck of a time on Twitter over the next three days. Because everybody talked about how cocky I was and every and, and all of this. If Ole Miss would have lost that game, I would have had a rough time on Twitter. Now, if they come at me, I'm just going to point out, I was like, you, you, Auburn taking moral victories over Ole Miss? That's, that's how I'm going to handle that. Because this is a game that Ole Miss had the advantage in. Ole Miss has better players than Auburn. 
And if you look at the fact that Ole Miss, what, threw the ball 19 times or something like that, there were, I think there were 9 of 19, but they ran the ball nearly 70. Think about that. They ran for 448 yards against an SEC team, against Auburn, who is traditionally a really good team in the SEC. But they ran for 448 yards, had three 100-yard rushers. And Quinshawn Judkins with 139 and two touchdowns. Zach Evans had 136 and a touchdown. Jackson Dart even ran for 115. Dayton Wade, running four or five jet sweeps during the game, ran for 60 yards. It's ridiculous. In Texas Creek, you are absolutely correct. They broke the cardinal rule with the scrambling quarterback and gave him oxygen on the outside. It was fairly easy for him to get outside and get his eyes downfield. This is a guy that all year has struggled with getting his eyes downfield. Almost should have heated him up. They should have just said, okay, if you beat us on a deep pass with an explosive for here or there, we're good with that. Tank Bixby and um, Robbie Ashford, you're not just going to sit back there. But when that kid got confident, you saw what he could bring to the table. People were going to talk about it. Robbie Ashford flashed today. He did. He really did. And unfortunately, Auburn is at a point where they have to have an athletic quarterback. I mean, they have to. Tank Bigsby, they need to lean on him. There's a lot of under center stuff. There's a lot of stuff that Auburn did this year um, that was similar to what they did last year, even though they were mostly spreading out the shotgun for the other teams. So that was kind of that that was kind of a result of the success that Mike Bobo had last year. So we saw some stuff that was a little bit different. That doesn't excuse the lack of tackling. That doesn't excuse the sitting back. And we played a ton of base defense. Just drop eight, drop seven. Um, and we just did. But in the end of the day, if you want to bright side this, Ole Miss won by 14, was never really challenged. And basically, everybody's excited over a moral victory by Auburn over Ole Miss, in which Ole Miss has only beaten them four times in the last 30 years in Oxford. So at the end of the day, it was a good day. Ole Miss is 7-0. They have Tiger Stadium coming up. LSU, get fired up, people. This is a huge game. This is a big game. When Ole Miss is an elite, LSU is really, really good. It's in, <coughs> it's in the DNA. It's in the DNA of that game. I'm going to break it down during the week. All different stuff. LSU, um, they don't have a running back that can do what Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter did today. Um, Emory is okay, but he he is not that dude. Um, They're probably going to try because that is the way to get to Ole Miss's defense. There's film of that now. Alabama did it last year. Arkansas did it last year. Baylor did it last year. Kentucky did it this year. Vandy did it this year with some success. Auburn did it this year with some success. Be ready to go against LSU. And this is something where fans need to get their mind right immediately. Don't worry about the run game today. Not important. It's over. Turn the page. 
we have to do a two, three takeaways podcast on Monday, it'll be probably be fairly well received. But it's a podcast I don't want to do. I want to immediately turn over and do the keys to the LSU game. That's how much and how quickly I want to turn the page on this victory. I am ready to go. Ole Miss, if they win against LSU, Ole Miss, if they win against Texas A&M, they will play Alabama essentially with a chance to get to Atlanta. It's absolutely crazy. Is that 28-28? Ooh. Man, Bryce Young's a different cat when he's losing. He really is. Um, Let's do a little scoreboard real quick. Um, Everybody's watching that one. Right now, I'm going to give you, let's see. I'll tell you exactly what Arkansas is doing. I think that's the other game on. Um, Arkansas is up 38-28 to in the third quarter. I guess KJ is playing in that game. And Georgia is up on Vanderbilt at the end of the third quarter. 31 to nothing. I think Georgia is in the red zone. So, good defensive team. Nothing surprising and everything. But we'll see how it goes. Let's, I recommend everybody watch the Kentucky-Florida game tonight, or LSU-Florida game tonight, because it's essentially two mirror teams. If they changed jerseys and one team came out with one and the other came out in the other, you wouldn't be able to tell them the difference, but you can get a little bit of a um, get a little bit of a scouting report on the LSU Tigers. LSU's a decent team. Um, Blake, I am all about Vandy. They did my brain surgery. I am always for the Vanderbilt Commodores. They are always going to be my second SEC team. Um, Will says, Mary and I live in NOLA. LSU likes a, it, um, likes a small and scrappy. They take it personal when we're talented. That's true. It's one of those games where they only feel good when they can look down. When they don't, it drives them absolutely crazy and will drive them to fire a coach faster than anything else. They need to beat Ole Miss. In their, in their soul, they need to beat Ole Miss. And an elite Ole Miss, whew, I'm telling you, it's, it's, just a, it's just a crazy, crazy thing. All right, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we will finish up and turn all of our attention to the Bayou Bengals right after this. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes and Spotify. So give us a five-star review on there. You can say whatever you want to say. Just make sure it's a five-star review. Uh, We are having a little bit of a chat room session tonight. Um, If you have any questions in the chat that you want to participate in the show, um, hit us up. Um, You can do that by commenting in the chat. It'll show up. It's um, on YouTube. And you can handle it that way. But we have Bleezy38 saying Bama is going to win, in his opinion. Yes, yeah, 28-28 now. And it was 21-7. And it's about to get hairy. Um, Becky Willis, sweet Becky. That's the voice of God from SEC After Dark. I think several teams and fan bases take it personally when we are actually good. That is absolutely a factual statement. Ronald says, good news is the dark... And these running backs ought to be in Batesville by now. Yeah, they ran for a ton of yards. They Just a ton of yards. This is a special running team. Obviously, we haven't put up 448 yards rushing against an SEC team since 1979. I was three. Um, you know, 
I don't I don't know how old Lane Kiffin was, but it's a, there's a potential that um, that that happened in not in his lifetime. But I think that happened honestly against Tennessee. I think we went back to back 400 yards against Tennessee in these 70s. So it, it it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, Ronald Mathis says we need Bama to win. They rarely lose another game after losing one traditionally. That is absolutely. Um, the case, Ronald Smithhart says, good news. Yeah, he's halfway to Batesville at this time. So we turn our attention to LSU. And LSU running the ball is similar to um, Auburn's. But don't freak out. It's, this is a different style running team than what Auburn is going to do. Although they are going to try to pound us. Because if you want to have success against our defense, you run the power. You play murder ball, you eat the clock, and you keep the offense off the field. This this is not hard. Ooh, touchdown Tennessee, Blake Barnett. So I think everybody needs to take heart that LSU doesn't really have the ability to do this, even with their running backs. Emory, um, those guys, they can't really play murder ball the same way that Tank Bigsby just did. Alabama can't really play murder ball the way that Tank Bigsby just did. That Jameer Gibbs is good, really good player. They're going to have to play a certain way, and I think they're going to play us a little bit more straight up. Um, De- Devin Achang cannot play murder ball the way that Tank Bigsby just did. Good player. Not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying they can't play that way. They're asking him to take 25 licks up the middle. The, he's a slight-built guy. He, that is not his weapon. His weapon is on the outside. Um. Arkansas can with Rocket Sanders and K.J. Jefferson. State really can't do that. The Truth JGW says, do you think the passing game would be further along if Jackson Dart started from the beginning? Yes, I've actually said that. I think we cost him some developmental reps by this quarterback competition charade. Um, Blake Bennett says, Bama isn't Bama this year. They are still Bama, but they aren't Bama. You know, that shouldn't make sense, but it absolutely does, Blake. And John Baker says, Hate to belabor the point that our secondary doesn't improve when we go. We're going to have a world hurt against the rest of the schedule, especially if we don't want to lose against State. Yet we we have a lot of football left to go. There's a lot of water that has to run out of that bridge before Thanksgiving. And um, said people for the last 10 years. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm telling you, it, it, it's a good situation. Um, I, tell me if you like this format. Also, if you like just having the snippet of the expert and you just like the chat in the window talking about the game, let me know if that is something you enjoy. Because if that's the case, we, we can go a little bit longer. We can we can set our segments up different. Let us know. We're always trying to get better um, doing that. And one thing we were looking at, it's like, hey, let's make the chat more involved um, with people right now. So. We thought it would try. Georgia's up 34 to nothing on the Vanderbilt Commodores. The line's 38, by the way. It's the end of the third quarter. So if Georgia doesn't score, Vandy covers. Um, Robert says, absolutely love the chat interaction. Good, good. We, we, can do, we can start doing this a little bit more often. I, I, I'm honestly impressed at the running game in this one because Auburn's a decent defensive front. Um. Auburn's got good defensive players on the defensive line. They got good players in the secondary. To run for 448 yards against that unit, it's impressive. I mean, Zach Blackerby has um, a lot of stuff he's going to have to deal with this week at Locked On Auburn. And 
Brian Harson is probably going to make it to the end of the season. This result probably saved his job during the bye week. So good for him for that. I think Brian Harson schematically, we were on him all week. If you listen to my show, we were absolutely on Brian Harson. But their offensive game plan against Ole Miss's defense was on point. It was. It was very good. I just don't think they have the horses to match what they need it to do. If Auburn had Bo Nix, if Auburn had a better quarterback that could run around and do that, it might have been a different result if we're going to be honest. But they were deficient at the quarterback position. Robbie Ashford, he played about as well as he has all season. He just didn't have enough gas in the tank, really, um, for Ole Miss. So, I do appreciate all the kind words about the format today. I, I, I think we're going to do this chat segment for two segments for the rest of the year because I enjoy doing this. Um, and that way you guys can um, ask all the questions and participate and feel like you're involved. And I, I think that needs to happen. But this Ole Miss team, do not get overly concerned. And people are going to look at it as skies falling and do whatever they have to do. Do, do not do that. I brought Bill on and talked to him because, like I said, his expectations, um, his expectations are extremely high. And I sat through the class with David Cutcliffe. David Cutcliffe taught me coaching football. I was I was at Ole Miss at that time, and he was a perfectionist. Okay, there's certain things you can hear him talk about offense and the way he broke it down. He was an over-perfectionist. And sometimes it would sound negative whenever he was describing football. I think a lot of that rubbed off on Bill. I don't think Bill's being negative. I think Bill just has an insanely high standard from what he wants to see from this offensive unit. And and it is obvious that we are running a modern offense with half-field reads, and we're doing things that can kind of protect Jackson Dart. So... The offense is going to look a little bit different. But I, I'm okay with it. I, I'm okay with the running offense doing this. There's going to be some people that are upset with the way this offense looks. Believe it or not, you're going to have people that look at it as basically collecting players and things like that. Whenever There's football the way that they want to do it. The same people that still complain about parking your cars in the Grove. Those people. They want their Ole Miss offense to look a certain way. They are going to be upset about running for 448 yards versus an SEC team. Period. They just are. Now, the whole point of this is to win, right? And... Yeah, a hot dog hater, they really did get all their yards on third down. There there were several explosives that happened on third down. And those explosive plays kind of jump-started their whole offense. If you take away Auburn's explosive, and I understand you can't, but if you took those away, you would be looking at an Auburn team that had 130 yards rushing if you took away like four explosive runs. So you have really bad tackling on four plays that gives them complete hope and changes the complete look of the game, energizes their sideline for a game that most of the time you play pretty well. But those three or four plays, you you kind of messed up. And 
Tank Bixby with his vision. Man, there was a couple of times they were literally running outside zone to the left, and he ended up breaking it like it was an inside zone play in the middle. And he's just a really good player. He just really is. Tennessee is up 34-28. to 28. BYU has cut it to 38-35 in the third quarter. And Georgia is still up 34 to nothing. Tonight at 6 o'clock Central Time on ESPN, LSU plays Florida. Watch that game if you want a snap uh, snapshot of what Ole Miss is going into. And Mississippi State and Kentucky is getting ready to go at 6.30 tonight. It's getting ready to happen. Dalton um, Fondren says, Bill was right about the offense, but we feel like the defense is more of a concern. Yes, absolutely. I just don't want everybody to assume that um, he, he's just really negative. It's, it's just a personality thing. Jack Hochstetter, I hope I pronounced that right. The offense and the secondary are fine. We didn't throw because we didn't have to. That's absolutely correct. Almost ran the ball like 67 times in this game. This was a game that I have not seen before from Ole Miss. I am 46 years old, and this is a game offensively I have not seen. I have not seen Ole Miss run that much on an SEC team. It, I, just, I just didn't. And Ole Miss was able to do that and honestly assert their will. Linebackers and D-line are where the problems are. Potentially, Jack, I think a little bit of that problem is based off of game plan. There are players that they can arm tackle and they have arm tackled. Tank Bigsby's not that guy. It's one of those things. You're not that dude. And he broke that arm tackle and he got into the secondary and all of a sudden it was a 40-yard run. I'm not going to overly throw them in, in, you know, in, in the waistband defensively. I, I'm going to chalk this one up to a bad game. As simple as that. And the next two games, it is all about survival. The, all about survival. If you win the next two games, 14 to 13, that's all that matters. Just get out with a W. Get to the bye week, 9 and 0. That is the goal. But you can't get to 9 and 0 unless you get to 8 and 0. And the LSU Tigers love beating an elite Ole Miss team. I, um, the truth, JGW says, I think the long onside kick was crucial and maybe the game could have swung the other way without it. Yeah. Lane Kiffin's a top-five coach in the country. That was a brilliant call. It was seen in the coaching room. The way that Auburn set up on their onside kick, they put a player back at like their own 45-yard line. He had so much room to get. He had 20 yards to get there. The Ole Miss player only had 10 yards to get there, so that allowed them to easily recover. That. It, it, schematically, their um, onside kick position, their kickoff return positioning, was lacking. It was seen by um, Wayne Kiffin. That onside kick allowed Ole Miss to reassert control in that game. And honestly, after that onside kick and they went down and scored the touchdown and went up by 10, the game was over. Auburn, I think, scored again after that maybe. I think they kicked a field goal out of that to cut it to seven, but the game was over. Auburn never had the ball in the second half, driving the ball with a position to tie the game. It just felt weird. It was just one of those games that felt really weird. It just is what it is. Now, what are you guys looking forward to seeing against LSU this weekend? Georgia just scored 41 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Um, Alabama's in the red zone down six, 
and Arkansas has the ball up 38-35. What do you guys want to see against LSU this weekend? And that is the question. Just put that in before we get out of here. We're going to um, be in here for a couple more minutes, probably about six or seven more minutes. But I'm curious, what are you guys wanting to see against LSU? That is the question. The, the way this team runs the football, it's, it's just difficult. Exactly. Just win, I don't care if it's 3-2. to two. Um, Ronald Smithart says, bottom line, if you play that poorly defensively you and still win the ball game, you have a great football team. It, absolutely true. I can vividly remember losing games like that every week. Against Vanderbilt, I thought um, Ole Miss loses that, that game if it was a, pre, um, if it was, um, a previous Ole Miss team. Ronald Mathis says, I need Dart to learn how to move the defense instead of staring down receivers. Yeah, but he, honestly, at this point, that might be a year one to year two type conversion. Honestly. I think right now Lane Kiffin is just trying to maximize what he has. Tank Bigsby is a first-day draft pick, Will says, or should be. This was like um, number two at Kentucky. Ole Miss played flat and still won. It, um, I've never trusted a um, head coach like uh, – I assume that says Harson. And Ronald Mathis says there will come a game where Dart will have to win it with his arm. Yes, he has against Vanderbilt. He showed he could against Vanderbilt, but we have to see it in the stepped-up composition. It'll probably happen one of the next two weeks. If we're being real, DJ Durkin at Texas A&M knows what drives a Lane Kiffin offense crazy. They practice against each other every day. Now, Lane Kiffin knows what drives a DJ Durkin defense crazy. But that is a game to look at as far as a defensive schematic thing. Um, John Baker says the secondary has to tackle and stop the run. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to play with six defensive backs, they have to stop the run. Also, we have a bot in the chat. All right. That's really freaking awesome. I'm glad I got those things in. I, I think we're going to go, since the bots are figuring out who we were, I do hope everybody enjoyed the game. I hope everybody is safe going down and catch us Monday for our three takeaway episodes, and we're going to get into LSU as quickly as possible as well. Um, we'll have Chris Gordy. We'll have um, Caroline Fitton from Locked On LSU this week probably, and John Garcia will return again as, this week. So hope everybody enjoyed the game, and we will see you later. Take care, guys.